to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Vizdira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Last week, the party freed the mysterious spirits from their watery grave by despoiling the necromantic circle they found on the ship. In thanks, Bria's, uh, let's say Bria's little friend, guided our adventurers below decks where they found some exciting new treasures to help them on their way. After a few more uneventful days of travel, the submarine finally arrived at the northern island, which had been transformed into a canyon snowscape, despite today being the spring equinox. What horrors does Semyaza have guarding her stronghold island? What will the party's plan be now that they've arrived? And what wild effects will the equinox have on our friend's magic? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Hello. Hello. Hi there. I realize that I very rarely actually say hello back. Everybody always says hello, and I'm always thinking about other things, and so I just never respond. Yeah, the questions really I, I get know. to you. When I go back and edit, I see everyone else's waveform, and then there's just Taryn refusing to give me a salutation. It's fine. <laughs> Salutations! Salutations. Thank you. That's all I needed. <laughs> that was it. That's what I wanted. I had something to talk to you all about. Oh, I think we were talking about pre-recording. We were talking about Bizdira's boots and how oh, yes. fast she is. So oh, yes. I have a question about this. I will try to answer it. If, I, if Bizdira were to give me a piggyback ride... <laughs> what does that do to her speed? I think that, hmm, that's a good question. I mean, a part of me wants to say, like, you know, make an athletics check and, you know, DC whatever, it doesn't affect you. Another part of me just imagines Bria latching on to you. And so me saying, well, it's sort of like Pizdira wearing armor, so it will take it will get rid of her monk speed bonuses. So, uh, we'll, uh, I mean, I guess an athletics check would be okay, but, like, I also feel like I'd need a con save from you, Bria, because it's very fast and probably kind of unpleasant to be riding on. <laughs> and we all know that I'm very bad at con saves, so. Well, there's that. <laughs> okay, these are just really important things to know. I'm, I think it's, yeah, I'm going to say it's not out of the question that you could ride on Bizdira's back while she runs very fast with her boots, but it's not automatic. How's that? I feel like there's, the real question is, Biz- is will Bizdira allow Bria to write? Well, her? look, I have nothing to do with that. If so. I have a very good plan, you may just. We'll see about that. I can turn into a bat now. You can run, and then when you have to stop running at the end of your six seconds, I can start flying, and then I can murder some Yaza, and then we can GTFO. It's going to be great. We're good. Let's do it. <laughs> I don't well, think you can I'm glad murder we came up with that plan. Yeah, with there's one plan. hit as a bat, but I like your spunk. <laughs> Your spunk. Say Moxie instead, and then you can. (laughs) I like your Moxie. Thank you. That's actually a really great movie. If anybody wanted a movie recommendation and didn't just want to hear us talk about D and D from the start of this, it's on Netflix. Amy Poehler Ah. made it, um, and I thought it was super cute. Anyways, it made me cry because I'm a mom. So I just know Moxie is the soda that tastes like pennies. And it's gross. Ew. It tastes like pennies? Yeah, there's a soda yeah. that, pe- like, when we were kids, like, people were freaking obsessed with it. They're like, oh, man, you gotta have moxie. And we're like, what the fuck is that? And then finally some kids were like, were we got Italian. moxie what for you. What the fuck is that? Okay, what the fuck is that? Um, <laughs> she did grow up in New York. I did grow up in New York. Like, what the fuck is that? Fuck is this guy? Um I've said fuck so many times in this intro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But... <laughs> They finally brought some, and so we tried it, 
And we were all like, this literally tastes like you're sucking on pennies. Like, what is the obsession with this freaking soda? It was blood. Moving on. Oh, no. Ew. I don't... don't, Should we play D&D? Do we have some other things to talk about, Kit? I mean, I I do, but I can also save it for our next episode. No, no, give it to me. Okay. I want it now. So I actually, I was thinking about this last night because I was watching a TV show and I got to the, at this point, it seems obligatory episode where the plot is all centered around playing D&D. I don't know why, <laughs> but I feel like every TV yeah. show has one of these episodes. And while I was watching it, I was getting very worked up because there were many things that were frustrating me about <laughs> it. <laughs> so I'm curious. Mm-hmm. This is a question for the group. What do you find most annoying about watching people play D&D on TV? I have an answer for this one oh, right away. Go. Uh, Big Bang Theory plays D&D quite a bit. What drives me nuts the most okay. is that the DM rolls the dice for their attacks, the, the player's attacks. And that pisses me off because, no, I'm sorry, DM Jazzy Hands, you are never rolling my attack hits. <laughs> I, look, I need to roll the I dice. no. I don't know what edition they are supposedly playing in these episodes, but there was a time Mm -hmm. when players knew almost nothing about their stats, and DMs did roll a lot of the things. uh, I would not be surprised if they were purposefully playing an older edition. An older edition. That makes makes sense for that show. That's fair. Mm -hmm. Being someone who has only played 5th edition, it drives me batty, (laughs) and I don't like it. All right. What what bothered you in the episode that you saw, uh, Karin? So many things, but I'll, I'll stuck with the, the mechanical things that bothered me. Sure. Which was the, they didn't roll to see if they hit. They just say, oh, no. I cast a fireball and I do 35 damage. I was like, that's, that's, that's not how this game is played. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think that's an addition issue. I think that, yeah, right. Quite the assumption you've made. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of how like AD&D fireball worked, but like the, they were still at least like, making a save versus magic. So, like, there should have been some die rolled there. Yeah, that seems like a time rolls. thing to me. Like, the writers are mm. like, well, technically we're supposed to do this, but it's just going to be faster if we cut out the extra two seconds of rolling. Oh, yes. It's only us that I'm sure are annoyed by this. <laughs> People who <Absolutely>. play. <laughs> I can cut it out if you don't want to tell on them, but I'm curious what the show was. That's what I was going to ask, too. <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, I'll tell you. It's mostly just embarrassing because I just am watching so much old TV and so many Incredible. old CW shows. Um, but I'm watching yes. iZombie. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh, nice. Love iZombie. What I do love about how iZombie portrays D&D is just the pure joy of it and the storytelling of it. So I'm, I'm kind of willing to forgive them for some of that stuff just because the characters are having so much fun with it. They did have fun eventually, but I was very I was very distressed because the original group that was playing D&D that, you know, then the DM is murdered. Spoiler alert. <laughs> you find out in the first like 2 seconds of the episode. Yeah. But it the starts group, the episode. Yeah, the whole group was like four guys and one girl and all of the guys were in love with the girl. I was like Ew. this is annoying. Ew. So that was the other thing I did. Tired. Like. That's so tired. All right, well, you all heard it here first. If you're going to put D&D in your episode of television <laughs> or your movie or your web series, the five of us are available for consults. So <laughs> drop us an email. You know, our rates are reasonable but just, and we'd be happy to consult. <laughs> Speaking of consulting on playing D&D, should we just play it? That was a terrible Let's segue. Just do here it. we go. <laughs> 
What does right, consulting so- for playing D&D sound like? What's the sound bite there? Consulting. <laughs> you can't cast more than one spell on your turn unless one's a cantrip. That's yeah. the consulting. Yeah. All right, here we go. <laughs> all right, so you all have uh, arrived. You're still a little ways out from the island. The, the submarine hasn't docked, berthed, stopped, whatever. Ooh, I like berthed. Yeah, right? Okay. Because uh, Alex hated it so much. No, especially because we had that interaction. We had that interaction with the horny Hydra, and I don't like thinking about the, what maybe if, what would have happened. What if we were impregnated? I just don't know. And there's going to be like a little mini sidecar. There's going to be a little sidecar. No? So you all are out in the bay, we'll say, uh, right near where you're going to be birthing. Uh, oh, it's worse when it's a gerund. <laughs> yes. And you have used the fantasy periscope to catch a, a limited view glimpse, but a glimpse of the Northern Island, which is how you know that it is uh, sort of surprisingly far along in its transformation to be an extension of, uh, I believe Kenny is the eighth layer of the Nine Hells. I think you're correct. So, uh, yeah, you've just seen basically that it is all all snow and ice covered uh you know it's a periscope so you can't get a full view of the whole island but that's what you see what are you what's the plan are you i i, I have no idea what you all are gonna do so have at it role play <laughs> well flick will um you know he's the one looking through the what's it called the scope periscope. the fantasy periscope the fantasy periscope yes and um the official scientific term known as uh, and so he'll, I guess, turn around and um, say, I think I'm not going to really have a problem with the temp outside, but I'm worried about you, friends. So I think, like, as if we're talking, like, baseline, what we want to do, I think we want to go kill Semyaza. No? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what we want to do. Uh, Kit? No, I agree. Okay. <laughs> you didn't respond. It's like, well. No, I did. I, I just said, mm-hmm. So it was quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is just going to hold up her hand and show off her, her fancy ring of uh, cold resistance and be like, I think I'll be fine. Oh, not the ring I thought you were going to show off. <laughs> <laughs> Let's no, that tell was her last, to come meet us. Last... Let's do it. I was going to say, was that last season? But that's not last season. That's That was Southern Island. Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, season. that might be Did a good idea. Wait, are you? Wait, I'm talking about the ring of sending to Semyaza. Were uh-huh. you talking about yeah. the Hydra ring? No, because I was that talking was about just that. a few episodes ago. Oh yeah, that no. was last season. Oh, I don't know what season we're in anymore. Time is a is a man-made <laughs> construct. Time is a flat circle. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So that was last season. This season, it's all about the cold resistant ring. Uh huh. Yes, that will definitely help you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna swish around my new cloak of the bat and be like i'm gonna be fine and i'm wearing like short sleeves underneath that <laughs> yeah, also the bat is like scalloped and like definitely it's not like half cape size but it's i don't know how much that cloak is gonna keep you warm i'm gonna be fine all right actually, yeah you'll be fine i actually was thinking about this earlier uh today before we got on this call um does my cloak of protection provide any warmth <laughs> Uh, no, it just makes you hardier versus the cold. Right, so but it will I mean, be like, harder for the cold to exhaust you. I mean, like the in general, like if an oh, does it? Can I cut into it? I mean, yeah, it it's a cl- same thing with the cloak of the bat, right? Like it will, mm. it will grant you some like 
you know, I mean, it's literally you're wearing something, so the, the wind, the cold wind won't be so biting. But but as Flick and or Mirko could tell you, we're not talking about a chilly day with a brisk wind. Right. We're right? Talking like, about, like, this is hellish cold. Right. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Kit, do you have anything that can help us? Um... Like in terms of spells, yes, or just I, like gloves. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> outer, I actually outerwear. should look at my inventory <laughs> list. Yeah, right. The I wool. also, I also do have the uh, the cloak of many things. So I too have a cloak. Ah, yes, yes. Oh, there yes. you go. You've all, you all have magic cloaks that are not meant to keep you warm, but nope. like I suppose will serve that purpose to some extent. <laughs> um, but I do have protection from energy. So for one hour, I can make one person resistant <laughs> to the cold. So incredible, incredible. Probably. Brilliant. And what level spell is that? Uh, a third level. Mm. It's a real good use sure. of spell slots. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Um, um, well, I should I should point out, although this doesn't this doesn't quite solve the problem. Um, but one of the things that you all, since I think I, I can't remember if we talked about this uh, on air last week, but you all have lived through an equinox, but we have not played through an equinox. Um, so uh, one of the things, though, Kit, that you would know that you could do uh, is you could you could use some of the uh, chaotic magical energies to uh, split your uh, energy protection or whatever it's called uh, to affect two people with just one spell and or you could use the chaotic energies to double the length the duration of the spell that's twin spell and extend spell (laughs) helpful I mean, helpful to an extent. For it's today. still only two hours, but, you know. Yes. Two hours better than nothing. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that we need to have a powwow with Glorp Mirko before we leave the ship. Sure. To get an idea of where Samyaza is likely to be. Mm-hmm. And any ways of potentially sneaking in. I mean, I, I think it'll be quite useful to, like, use him as bait. Mm-hmm. I think that's, or at least a distraction or something. I don't know. Yeah, but no? I figure really? we might as well have this conversation before we get into the cold and have to make saves yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Bria? Two things. Uh, I'll do the one that's on topic first. Um, I was thinking when we were joking about that ring that we could potentially use the ring and have him do sending through the, wi- the ring and be like, I'm back or whatever, yeah. the wing. Um, <laughs> so that could be a potential option. Uh, second, we were told at some point, maybe the all glorp, that you just told us before we got up here at some point that sh- she had been turning this into this layer of hell. Uh-huh. So I would like to argue that we may have, we didn't say anything. I'll, I'll roll a percentile and you can make it really difficult, but I would like to argue that we packed at least minimal winter gear knowing we were going up here. I think should. Yeah, alright, we'll call it percentile. Okay. Uh, and I'm gonna roll also, and there will be a... Yeah, okay, sure. Okay. I don't know which ones to use. I haven't tested out any of my dice yet today. Okay, we're gonna use Bria's official dice for this. That feels right. Okay. So, here we go. I'm so ready. It's a 47. Right in the middle. Yeah, well, so was mine. I rolled a 50. So, (laughs) uh... So 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 here's so what we'll we say. packed 
so much winter <laughs> shit. You, well, here's what you, here's what you packed. You packed enough cold weather clothing that I will say that those of you who are not resistant to cold or don't have you know m- magical cold dealing things. So I think that's just Bria and Kit at this point. Um, the two of you with the clothes that you have, there are going to be constitution checks if you're out there for too long. You'll have advantage on them with the with the warm clothing. I'm not gonna just say blanket. You're fine because I don't actually know. But that what if they we brought a blanket? Had cold like truly like tundra arctic clothing down in the southern island uh but warm enough to give you advantage excellent i would like to request a russian style hat absolutely (laughs) okay so now that we've dealt with the cold you want to talk to mirko the first thing i will say is that mirko is as surprised as you all are to see how far along the island is in becoming like Cania. Um, he tells you that when he left, like, there were storm clouds gathering that were snowing on some of the highest, like, mountain peaks. Uh, and generally things were, like, a little brisker than they sh- probably should have been, but this is... Uh, clearly Semyaza has accelerated plans and and figured out a way to get, like, more magical boomf into what she's doing here, because this is far beyond... Uh, where things were when he left the island to go south. Yeah, Flick? Um, You mentioned mountains, and that just kind of sparked a question, which is, like, can when I saw the island and saw, like, the the hellish tundra or whatever, did I also get a sense of, like, the terrain? Is there, like, a different sense of terrain? Because I know that all the islands have kind of had different, like topography and stuff like that. Yeah, kind of. So uh, what you could, again, you know, periscope view, so it was sort of like you know, your horse or your vertical axis, axis was just sort of, you can't really change it too much. Um, but what you saw was was a, a sort of big open uh, plain-y area, right where uh, you know, if you were to continue to go straight ahead with the sub, sort of where you would berth. There were definitely, you could see sort of further out away from where you all are. You could see the foothills of mountains, but you can't really tell. You couldn't tell through the periscope, like, how tall they are or anything like that. It does look like there is also some sort of wooded area, uh, sort of off to one side. Uh, You could swing the periscope in that direction and see that one part of the island is, in fact, covered with snow-covered trees and woods. Um, So that's that's the impression that you get so far. Great. That's helpful. Does Um, Marco know where she was where they were positioned. Yeah, so Bizdira asked a similar thing, and, and uh, you know, Mirko can tell you that she was, she had pretty quickly, because uh, remember, this was the second island that the tieflings uh, sort of took over and activated the, the node on, so they sort of knew what they had to do more quickly, so she immediately, when they arrived here, immediately beelined for the center of the island to the Arcanium and started, uh, you know, building out defenses from there. Does he know of any um, tunnels or secret entrances into the Arcanium? Um, he doesn't. No. Uh, You know, he had seen most of the Arcanium when it was still under renovation or whatever with Samyaza, but they hadn't found any secret passages. They had gone down looking to see if there was, because they knew about the passage underneath the, the node chamber in on TLR on the Western right. Island. So after that whole experience, they went looking, but they couldn't find anything. Okay. Does he know anything like uh, about the defenses that she had been um, 
building, as you said? Like, does he know, like, the extent they were developed when he left? She had, he says, he tells you that she had a lot of plans. Uh, The thing that when he left, she was spending most of her energy on was opening up uh, gates to Kanya, both so that she could bring in reinforcements, bring in devils to sort of, uh, you know, serve her here, but also because that would accelerate, and clearly she has succeeded, that would accelerate the Kanyification of the island if there were multiple gates open to the actual Kanya. Um, beyond that, she had plans to... Uh, she had several different plans to fortify the Arcanium. She didn't really... Uh, share them with her siblings because, not because she wanted to keep it from them, but because she was still developing them. I'm trying to think of what else he might know. Anything... She... You can go, Cliff. Well, I was going to say anything like that he might know that we're up against or something, you know, besides devils, besides the cold, like, is there any other sort of, like, active defense that he knows about? He sort of smirks and says, what, because hellish cold and a legion of ice devils isn't enough for you all? No, we just need to know what we're up against, I think. Uh, I mean, he says, you know, Semyaza has undoubtedly magically warded the Arcanium by this point. Uh, You know, he wouldn't be surprised if if, uh, she had, you know, she's ever since you all challenged her and the spectral form of your father all those, you know, years ago, uh, she has been, like, on top of everything, working really hard to increase her connection with Abydos, with your father, uh, so that, you know, he could provide her with more and more power. Because if you'll remember, uh, she, in a super screwed up family dynamic, is not only Abydos' daughter, but also a warlock of Abydos, which yep. is all kinds of screwed. Because you remember know, that? he didn't just give her that power, he definitely made her, like, negotiate with him. Um, would it be worth it to, like, use the Ring of Sending and have him kind of send, like, a decoy, have her, like, would she send out, like, a bunch of ice devils to go meet us somewhere else, but then we kind of sneak up and, like, do you think that she would actually, like, go with them, or would she stay with the Arcanium? I was actually thinking about this, because I know we briefly mentioned the idea of using the Ring of Sending, and I think that actually the hitch with that plan is Mm -hmm. if she were to decide to use her key's locate object function, then Mm -hmm. she would immediately know that not only is Mirko here, but there are also three new keys that have magically appeared, and I think it would give the game away real fast. Gotcha. I mean... Uh, on that, in in an argument for that, he could say, "I killed them, uh, and I brought their keys back." Be one way to do it. Yeah, um, I don't hate that. Do Wait. we think she might? This is don't forget what you're going to say, Kit. Do we think she might be potentially using the power of the node, like the Arcanists were, to be making this go along faster and to be creating the connection with Abydos? Mirko says that that's a definite possibility. They learned how to tap into the energy of the node out east. Uh, you remember, like, with the necromancy key attached to the node, it empowered all of the necromancy in the area. So there is a definite possibility, Mirko says, that that was something that they knew about. And so it's, you know, not unlikely that she's making use of that. Kit, Could did you wanna... we get the node to murder her? <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, my earlier point that I was going to make was just, would she believe that Mirko could murder all three of us? It would have to be a hell of a good deception check. Um, Parentheses check. Uh, 
because she's seen you all fight, right? She has yeah. fought you. Well, she's fought one of you, uh, and it was not the cakewalk that she expected it to be. Um, so it's, you know, it's not impossible. He certainly could have, uh, you know, he never had a chance to check in with her at all, really, from the South. So there's, I mean, he, you know, you all could come up with some sort of story about what he found down there and how it helped him. And I mean, it could be... But it would have to—it would have to be a good lie and probably kind of an involved one. I feel like it's not worth it. I keep thinking about like different reasons why she would be suspicious. Like, why didn't he check in when he was on the island? Why didn't he check in when he activated the note? Like, blah blah blah. Like, I just. But yet he was able to kill us. Like, I think yeah, it would be a very involved lie. I I see what you're talking about, especially since he hasn't used the ring Mm -hmm. and like all of a sudden he's there and I don't know. I see it too. I was going to say, do we feel like we want to do the locate object for her key just to make sure she's in the center? But I'm afraid that she's got something on that thing that's the second that we ping it, she's going to be like, they're here. So... Also, because DM knows that that's our plan every time we get onto a new island, I feel like maybe he built that in. <laughs> well, may I mean, Mirko basically confirmed that she is probably there, so maybe we don't use that right now. Also, because she fine. might not have... Well, I, I assume she would have her key, but I mean, everybody else had their own key with them. I don't, I, I actually, I don't remember if that was ever mentioned. Yeah, were we told what keys they all have? I think at this point you know what keys go to each of the islands. Okay, so it looks like the keys that are the northern and eastern island keys, so the six keys that they used to have control over, were transmutation, necromancy, illusion, abjuration, earth, and water. Necromancy, you know Fiona has in the east. Kit has abjuration. So that leaves transmutation, illusion, earth, and water that may or may not be here and may or may not be in use by Zemyaza. Would Mirko have known which key his other sister, the one that went back to TLR, had, slash if she took it with her? Uh Uh-huh. He can definitely tell you that she had the earth key and she did take it with her. Great. But he wouldn't know which key Simyaza was using? He knows that she started attuned to the transmutation key, but she, one of the other many projects that she was working on or had people working on, um, because as you all may or may not know, uh, the ruler of, as Flick definitely knows, the ruler of Cania uh, is an archdevil named Mephistopheles who is obsessed with arcane research. Uh, and so odds are she had some very clever magic users come and try and research this for her. She's been trying to find a way to make use of two keys at once, um, but she hadn't cracked it, when, at least when he left, so she was only attuned to the transmutation key. Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be peachy if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcast from and leave us a rating and a review. We'll always read those five-star reviews on the air as soon as we're able. You know we love to read them, and the more of them we get, the more visible the show becomes and the more people we get to listen. And of course, in addition to leaving us those reviews, which we do love to read, so leave them, uh, also tell Tell your friends about the podcast because word of mouth is the greatest form of of advertising, marketing. Just tell your friends. 
We also want to remind everyone about our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much more. And if that isn't enough, well, by supporting our Patreon, you'll also be supporting multiple other content creators from across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon at Forward program. You can get a list of who we are patronizing in that program by going to our Patreon page. For right now, though, I'm going to take a minute to recognize some of our awesome patrons and thank them for their their support. Thank you to our Heralds of Denier, Shimmy Gengot, and Tanya, to our honorary party members, Matthew Allen and Seven, and to our Shimmerscale tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliahu of Mert Grove, and Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much, much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. Enjoy D&D video games, but don't have dozens of hours to dump into another giant RPG? Well, have we got the game for you. Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms is a set-it-and-forget-it idle game featuring tons of your favorite characters from Forgotten Realms lore and from contemporary popular D&D stream shows. You can get more information on the game at CodenameEntertainment.com or on Twitter at at IdleChampions. And when you start playing, use the Electrum Chest codes found every week in our episode notes to get gems, gear, and other power-ups all for free. Enhance your characters and defend Faerun with TLR and Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music you hear on our show. You can find their collections at BattleBards.com, ScottBuckley.com, and in comptech.filmmusic.io, respectively. As always, you can, of course, also check the episode notes if you want specific track names, artist names, and links to those tracks. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or really anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links that you can find on our website or in our episode notes when you shop at those sites so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. Fancy a little more last refuge in your life? Dream of waking up to a cup of glorp and a relaxing puzzle sesh with Flick? Or maybe you just want to rep your favorite podcast during your morning run with a TLR t-shirt and water bottle? Well, your dreams can be a reality if you go to bit.ly slash TLR merch store, all lowercase, right now. Our merch store is fully stocked with all sorts of TLR goodness, and we're always on the lookout for ideas for new products. Visit the store, pick something out, and be sure to take lots of pictures and tag us on social media. And finally, a non-TLR announcement to wrap up the mid-tro. Next week, on Tuesday and Thursday, that's July 13th and 15th, my Twitch channel is going to be partnering with Logitech for Creators during their Creators for BIPOC month. Basically, Logitech for Creators has brought together a whole group of amazing BIPOC streamers, given us some cool incentives and a list of BIPOC-serving charities, and told us to go raise some money and they'll match it. So, I've chosen to raise money for RACES, the Refugee and Immigrant Center for Education and Legal Services, which is an organization that's instrumental in providing services for and protecting the rights of folks who come to the United States, regardless of their reason for coming or their situation when they arrive. I'm hoping to raise at least $1,000, which really means $2,000 since Logitech for Creators is going to be matching the donations. And for every $500 that we raise, I'm going to be giving something away to the folks hanging out in my Twitch channel.
channel at the time. Blue Microphones, makers of the very fine microphones that we here at The Last Refuge use every week to record, they're sending me a couple of mics to give away, I've got a fresh copy of Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft that needs a new home, and who knows what else we'll bring together. So if you'd like to donate, keep an eye on my Twitter, which is at DMJazzyHands, and I'll be posting the donation link there when it goes live next Monday, July 12th. Or, of course, you can come and hang out and donate during my fundraising streams and maybe even win a prize if we hit those $500 marks. Those streams, once again, are going to be next Tuesday and Thursday, July 13th and 15th from 2 to 6 p.m. Eastern. And my Twitch channel is real easy to remember. It's twitch.tv slash, you guessed it, DM Jazzy Hands. So hope to see you there and hope you can help me support races. Okay, I think that's all the announcements we've got this week. Thanks so much for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, fight racism where, when, and however you can. And happy gaming, y'all. So what's the plan? How, approximately how long will it take us to get to the Arcanium from the coast? Well, I mean, assuming that the island is about the same size as all the others, and assuming that the Arcanium is in the center, like it has been on all the other ones, I think it takes you all... I mean, it's hard to say, but if you had to guess, I mean, at least a day or two of travel, probably. And who knows what that will look like, you know, in these conditions. Did one of you guys end up getting Tiny Hut? I did. Yeah, I thought that's what we decided. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that'll help us at least a little bit to recover overnight, because that'll that should be able to keep us warm, right? Uh, Yeah, the the temperature inside uh, is a is a comfortable temperature for all. So yeah, yeah, awesome. Um, I also have a nifty sixth level spell uh, called Find the Path that that I could use to help us find the shortest route Mm. to. Oh, that would be helpful. That's pretty cool. Um, there was one other thing that I was thinking. Uh, chromatic orb as a heat source. Chromatic orb as like. Right, because doesn't it have to target something though? Um, Flick, he's your brother. Will you roll me a d twenty, please? That's a nine. Plus his. Oh yeah. Okay, with this, that's enough. Um, he Mirko points out to you all that like external heat sources will certainly keep you all warm. Uh, there are certain devils that, particularly in when in Cania, when everything is sort of ice white, that rely on uh, like heat and infrared to hunt, and so that might draw attention. Uh, so you know, it's up to you all how you want to balance that. And our danger. bodies are gonna do that anyway. Well, and that's, you know, so the the cold weather clothes, even for Flick and Bizdira, you all don't need the cold weather clothes, but that will, in addition to insulating you, that, you know, there's a chance that that will screen a little Mm. bit of the heat from escaping and being obvious to them. It's not perfect, and you are definitely right about that. Mm. Um, But, you know, an orb of fire is going to let off more (laughs) heat than than your body in any given moment. So, Um, Which, you know, and and everything that he's saying, you you know, you can sort of... It's tough to tell with Mirko's personality, which still shines through. But for the most part, he's not nixing any of your plans. Mm -hmm. He's just giving you as much information as possible. Because while he has an attitude, he is still under the control of the uh, Alglorps. My thought is we start to head towards the center but in a kind of rounded way so that we're not like making a beeline directly towards it um and then is there something that flick or kit could cast to see if there's any magical stuff on the ground that could blow us up or anything like that as we're going on our way mm. um glyphs is that what they're called glyphs 
glyphs are what are dangerous, yeah. And if you're, I mean, what you're asking for could be as simple as a detect magic, just to know that something is there. You wouldn't be able to identify it, but that would at least tell you that something was there. Mm-hmm. Um, more than that, I mean, you know, very careful walking and investigation checks. Right. I feel like the closer we get, the more useful that'll be. Yeah, I mean, I could prepare find traps, but it's not like it, like, lasts for a day or mm-hmm. something, so. Right. right. Um, and I think... F- the next step is once we get to wherever wherever we're trying to get to, what exactly is the plan with Mirko? Are we using the ring? Are we like I don't I don't know. I know we touched on this already, but like or should we just keep going and talk as we go? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like my my thoughts are we have like a general shape of what we wanna do. We wanna try to do a sneaky assassination mission. It's gonna take us a little while regardless of whether or not we take the most direct path so maybe we should head out and think of yeah and we can sort out the details as we're walking great sure is um i mean sniv is gonna stay with the ship right sniv sniv is not only gonna stay with the ship sniv wants to like stay with the submarine and like dive a mile down <laughs> so that he's not anywhere near any of this right yeah for right. sure no, i agree with after that after i mean like it was an adventure and you know now that he's okay he's like it was exciting but like it was also very traumatic being taken over by the all glorp for a while Aww. uh so so he's yeah definitely gonna drop y'all off and gtfo how will we uh, find him, him again can't we do like ascending or something can't Don't we have do the that. sending stones? Did we get you to have a sending stone with Octavia right. back in okay. the east? Who has been sending us messages and we're like, just leave us alone. We've got <laughs> other stuff that's going on. Yeah, we've not <laughs> been dealing with the check-ins with her. Things, she's like, things are still happening. And, uh, I mean, it could be, you know, Sniv offers uh, the non-magical solution of you know, he'll periscope up at the same time every day right. uh, to see if you all are there for pickup. Uh, if you want anything more elaborate, that's fine. That's, but he could offer at least yeah. that. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like, Kate could wait, also jump in the five water days and then start doing that. That's true. If he's yeah, or yeah, if he sees a, a killer whale doing tricks in front of him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. He'll be on the lookout for that too. Yeah, totally. I was gonna say a little penguin. <laughs> that would be cute. He says, "Now, if another hydra comes, what should I do?" No, just, no, just, um, swim away, swim away, swim away. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. So either of those should should work. You know, he's not gonna go far distance from the island. He's just gonna go down. So, all right. So, yeah, that's that's the basic sh- shape of it, I think, right? Like, get to the Arcanium without being detected. Uh, Sniv will check in once a day at, I, I don't know, midday, midnight, dawn, dusk, something. Midday. Midday. At noon every day, uh, Sniv will periscope up, see if you're there. Uh, and if you're not, just keep keeping an eye out for a killer whale. Mirko is coming with you. Definitely. Mirko is definitely coming with mm-hmm. That's what I thought, just making sure. All right. So Sniv dives again a little ways so that you aren't detected as you approach uh, as you approach the island. Uh, he does ask, you know, where do you want to be let out? Do you want to be let out by this plane? Do you want to say it'll take a little bit longer? We can go around towards the woods. We can go around the other side and see what other landforms there are. I don't uh, trust are, these woods for some We can go around the other. Reason. You get it. You what don't trust the woods? There is something about these woods that I am not trusting. Oh, I was going to say go over there so that... Because we do well in the forest, No. I also feel like even though there will be scary things in the woods, there will also be scary things on the mountains, and at least we can hide a little more. Mm. I don't trust him. My uh, <laughs> my uh, connection to DM's brain senses are tingling. <laughs> There's something scary in these woods. I'll go. Listen, I'll go with you guys. 
I just don't trust him. There's going to be like cute little fairies that help us. It's going to be awesome. In yeah, I think we're in cold. for. I think we're in for it regardless what we do. Yeah, no matter what. Agreed on that one. Um, Let's go. My votes. My vote me. is the woods. I got one for woods. Arr, I got one for woods. Wait, is Sniv coming with us, or is no? He's no, driving Sniv the ship is the over captain, there. and he Sniv asked you where oh, you want to be let I off. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Uh, I really have no preference. Her, I get one not abstention. Her. I do feel like we'll have a little bit more cover in the woods. Bria's like steer towards the woods. Just her. I got two for woods. Sorry, Kit, you can't outvote the two because your friend is dear abstained. Uh, yeah. So he putters over a little bit towards the woods. It takes this. It was you know you were close enough to be there in about fifteen minutes. This probably takes about an hour, hour and a half to get to a nice you know densely wooded spot where you can be let off. And and so uh yeah there there you go. Uh, Sniv brings the. Brings the submarine as close to the shore as is possible. Uh, you know, he can't really, like, beach it as if it were, like, a, you know, a rowboat or something. But he, he gets it fairly close. It's um, probably not going to be the most pleasant experience uh, with you guys having to wade through this water to get ashore. But it is what it is. Um, yes. Ma, oh, well, I, you, I have you a, I have a fly, you, you monster. Bria can fly, too. Yes. It's true. I can only use that once no, per day oh, as a bat, so bad. I don't know if I want to use that this time. But you know what? Uh, how how long is this? How long how? it was? Would Flick's flight be less okay. than ten minutes? Oh yeah 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 yeah. I'm going in the bag of holding. <laughs> going in the bag of holding. Amazing. Bizier can run across it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Kit, what? Are... <laughs> I mean, Kit, you I guess... want to ride on? Do you just want to be on the broom yeah, with me? Yeah, I do want to piggyback. Yeah, so Kit will okay. piggyback yes. with me. I didn't I'm even think about going on the room with ago. you, even this... though that's something that we have We've done. done before. No, but Mirko... And I was like, no, back We still have no. Mirko, so Mirko can go on the broom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mirko goes on the broom. Uh, I want him wild. in the bag of holding. <laughs> yeah, I know okay, you do. Okay, I'll be on the broom. He'll go in the okay, bag of holding. All right, he, Maybe he'll well, get a little glorp infusion while he's in there. He, oh, that's true. Yeah, he will. He'll 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 drink his full his fill of glorp. Um, Bizdeer, I do need you to make me an athletics check, please. Do I get it with advantage if I click you... my heels? No. <laughs> Just what if she rolls percentile? <laughs> uh, hold on, I have too many windows open. Uh, that is going to be athletics. That will be a 21, sir. Alright, so nice. yeah, you can you can run across with Kit, no problem. Kit is Whee! also, you're the smallest of the three sisters, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so even better. Um, all right, so you can get to shore. Perception checks, everyone. Not passive this time. Bizdira. That's a seven. Good. Kit. 20 adjusted. Nice. Bria. 16. And Flick. 24. All right. Flick and Kit. Uh, as you two are, as Flick as you are flying, uh, and Kit as you are being carried, you're just sort of taking in, you know, your surroundings, and you see, you can just see something in the distance floating, like some sort of earth moat floating above the island, but you only catch a little tiny glimpse of it, and then you're in the trees, and you can't, you know, they're blocking your view. But you saw some, I don't know if it, you don't know if it was a, a structure, or like, it kind of looked like a piece of mountain or something, just floating in the air above the island, sort of further like a in. a door? No, much, much bigger than just a door. Okay. And this was maybe like 
over the center of the island, like over the plains. That looks Who's like about say? the right area, but it was all very quick. But you're on your broom if you wanted to if you wanted to fly above the canopy and look or anything like that. I would like to do that, please. Okay, uh, you fly up. Roll me a d20, please, Flick. 14. Okay. You fly up and you see what you saw and you see it more clearly. There is an enormous, it looks like chunk of the island that is floating hundreds of feet above the surface of the island. And on top of that chunk is unmistakably the Arcanium. Oh, great. Good. (laughs) This is good news that you've delivered. Um, I'll go back down and deliver it to my friends down on the ground. <clears throat> the Arcar- the Arcanium's floating in, in the air. Uh, and Mirko's like, oh shit, I didn't think she could do it. And uh, you, okay, we've been talking to you, you for a long in, time Mirko. and you didn't say no, that this was says, something. She mentioned it once and I didn't think she would try because it's bananas. She's bananas. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this beat is bananas. Talk about your sister that way. Um, <laughs> what did she, what did she, what, what, what? I mean, exactly what you saw. She wanted to, one of her ideas for, for, you know, warding or, or protecting her base of operations was to use old, old magic, like from before the spell plague back home in Toril to lift up an earth moat from the island. I, I, it's, it's ancient magic that's not supposed to exist anymore. I didn't think she could do it. None of what? us did. She didn't. Great. That's so she got this from, from what was his name? Mistopheles? Mephistopheles. Mephistopheles. Mephist- <laughs> <laughs> um, Mr. Mistopheles. <laughs> Mr. Mistopheles. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I... <laughs> That's clearly uh, where my brain went. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mirko sort of shrugs and says, I, "Probably." I, so oh, we have no. to. We have. It's in the air. I'm it's so. In the I'm. Air. I'm legitimately so <laughs> nauseous right now. <laughs> I might throw up. Um, These listeners must think that we are the worst friends because every time you say that, we all laugh at you. Yeah. And yeah. Like, <laughs> it sounds terrible if you can't see us and like understand that it's all in good fun. But yes. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Bria has just uh, taken a big sigh and just hung her head in abject defeat, listeners, just so you know. Um, Okay, so we know we got to get up there. You know what, what, Flick? You know what? Before we go on too much further, why don't you make me a perception check, Flick? See what else, if anything else, you notice. That's a 14. It's not as good. I will take passive on this one. 17. Yeah, from up there, you notice several areas where there are what look like white... Uh, well, they're white. No, they are white birds, but they're big birds. Not rock-sized, but like crow-sized, raven-sized. And they look like these white ravens, and there are like little groups of them sort of dotting the air, mostly pretty far in the distance. And Mirko points to them and says, definitely Semyaza's imps shape-changed spying. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's kind of what I guessed anyway. I was like, spies. Okay. I will also relay that information, um, which means we have to be extremely careful. <laughs> like, we didn't think. Um, <laughs> as soon as he said that, I'll go ahead and I'll cast a uh, I'll cast a pass without trace with my new fancy staff. Yeah. What does it look like when you cast one of the staff spells? Tell us about it. Um, I think that what happens is it's not unsimilar to when Kit... Uh, would cast with uh, um, her old staff, like, but I think she 
that the magic all comes from the staff in this case. So she puts her hands mm. on the staff and bows her head, and it looks as though, as though she's praying, and then from the staff emanate all of these shadows um, that encircle them and leave the area surrounding them silent. Very cool. If I may, the end of the top end of your staff has that sort of those leaves and those flowers. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe the shadows as they grow out, uh, literally the top of the staff grows to create like a canopy of leaves that create the shadow. And then the staff goes back to a normal staff, but the shadows remain. Yes, I love that. Amazing. Yeah, so so there you are. You you can feel that the snow crunches a little bit more quietly underfoot. Uh, the natural shadow of the canopy here in these woods, and also just they're also cloud. I mean, it's all very very cloudy because it's sort of if it's not blizzarding, it is at least you know snowing lightly. Um, um, Flick will remain ahead. on his broom as to not make any more like snowy type noises on the ground, like crunchy. Sure. Sounds. For what it's worth, Pass Without Trace also uh, make sure that you don't leave tracks behind mm. in the snow. So that's good. Um, all right. What are we going to do? I sure I, don't I, know. I know. How, how are we getting up there? <laughs> um, or should we do some some looking around down? I, I don't. I honestly don't know. Do we want to? I mean, we have to go through the woods no matter what. Right. So should we just make our way closer and see what's going on? I think what so. What I'm yeah. understanding is that this spell has taken a chunk out of the island and put it into the air. So if we were to go to the center of the island where it's supposed to be, it's just going to be a chunk of nothing. I mean, uh, yeah, I, th- yes. There'll be a crater there, but yes. Okay, so then in that case, we don't even need to travel anymore. We just have to go up, right? Yes. Yes, but what are you implying? Or is it just a question? That in order to get to the Arcanium, we just have to fly in. Yeah, but I definitely don't feel good about that with those spies being so active. For as they sure. Are. I think this has got to be stealthy and we've got a lot to do in order to make it happen. I'm just saying, I don't think there's any more traveling. It's just up. Well, I think it's right? also the question of how. You hate these woods so much. <laughs> I won't take a single additional step in these woods. <laughs> um, you haven't taken any steps. You're in the bag of holding. Sorry, Kate, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm on Marco's the back of in the back of holding. Oh, right. <laughs> Still haven't taken any steps. I was just. Oh, gonna... we should take him out. It's been no, more than let him talk. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> we'll take him out. I assume that Mirko was already out of the bag since we were having this whole conversation yeah. where he was talking to us about magic. So. Yeah. What I was going to say is I don't know realistically if we can fly up there as quickly as we would need to from the point where we are in the woods. Like, I think we have to go inland a little bit regardless. Um, Because if it's still in the center of the island, even if we were flying there, it would still take us, what, I don't know, two days, a day to fly there? It is still in the center of the island? Oh, yeah, it is still right in the center of the island. It's literally that that chunk of the island just went straight up several hundred feet. Got it. Okay, I was understanding that it was above the woods. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. It's it, it's above the... It's exactly where it was, but just straight up. I will take some steps in the woods then. <laughs> also, um, I just realized... I don't know if anybody else pictures this. When we put people in and out of the bag of holding, I picture them shrinking down. No. I know, I know. <laughs> but really every upsetting. time... So, like, when we were talking to Mirko, I was like, oh, his tiny little head pops up and he's talking to us like this. That's what I picture every time is them shrinking down and then them coming back up. I mean, that's so. way less horrifying than what actually happens, so. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. 
Oh god. Shall we proceed? Yes, let, let us. do. All right. Um let me just because I don't want to alarm you all if I only ask for it in specific moments. So I'm just going to at regular intervals ask you all for various checks and saving throws depending on what's happening. The first thing I need from you all is a dexterity saving throw and you will add 10 assuming that you are staying within 30 feet of Kit. Are we doing any type of searching for magic? You two, or no? I don't think Kit can have both of those spells up at the same time. Okay. Is Pass Without Trace concentration? Mm, let me double check. Yes, it is. Yeah, I d- okay, so yeah, so Kit will have to choose if she's going to be the one to do any magic on it. You all can decide this after I get your stealth checks. Uh, Flick, what was your stealth check? Uh, 25. All right, Priya. It's complicated. Hold on. I know. Skip me. Okay. Bizdira. Um, I mean, with the plus 10, it's an 18, but I crit failed, so... Fuck. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, Kit. Um, I think this is the best roll I've ever gotten on anything because of that plus 2. It's a... I'm sorry, plus, plus 10, plus my plus 2. It's a 31. <laughs> yes! Wow! Yes, yes. Get that 19. Uh, Bria, what'd you get? Are you ready for this journey? We're it's about to go a forty on a journey. something. I'm sure. Uh, I don't even know what it is yet. We're going to find out together. Oh great! So I rolled a seven, but so because of my 10. cloak, I get advantage. My cloak gives me advantage on stealth checks. Oh right. So Jesus. I rolled it again. Okay. It was another seven. Amazing. So because I have reliable talent, that becomes a ten, and then right. I have a plus twelve, and then 22, the plus ten. Thirty-two. Does Jesus any of those um, above thirty cancel out Bizdira's crit I, fail? I mean, we'll find. We'll. So here's the thing. I did that so that we would know how sneaky you are as you begin to walk off, not because there's necessarily something that's going to see you. So maybe this was the best time for you to crit Bizdira fail. Bizdira literally <laughs> turns and hits like a stone that was hidden in the snow and just face plants, and you just hear Oof, as she goes down into the snow. Um, (laughs) you all begin walking. That happens. Flick, something is tingling at the back of your head as you begin to walk through these woods. And eventually, Mirko sort of sees you making, you know, reacting to it, whatever it is. It's just like a little buzz. And Mirko sees you and nods and comes over to you and says, you feel that too? Uh, yeah. Do Do you know what that is? You don't know. Uh, I've never felt this before. You've been oh oh have yes, I? Yes, you have. Oh, I have. I, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, but but oh. you but you but Flick genuinely may not remember. Okay, because it has been a very long time. Uh, so Mirko says, "Oh, you really don't remember. You don't remember what it's like to be back home, to live somewhere that is inherently." evil. Keep an eye on your friends. We were used to it after a while, I guess. But if Semyaza is as far along in making this an extension of Kanya as it looks like, keep an eye on your friends. They may change. They might succumb. And that's where we're gonna leave it for this week. I wanna grow horns. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that that's what you take from that. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out who succumbs first. (laughs) You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at at dndlastrefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. 
And if you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can also email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupp, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Desdira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Happy gaming, y'all. You're still a little ways out from the island. The the submarine hasn't docked, berthed, stopped, whatever. Ooh, I like berthed. Yeah, right. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, Alex hated it so much. No, B E A R, not B I R. Interaction with the horny hydra. Is that how you spell berthed? No, B E R. What is? We are having three different we conversations all at the same time, and it's going to be a nightmare gonna to edit. Like a little mini side. I hate everything car. about it. There's going to be a little sidecar. No, so you all You're are just going to cut all of this out. Bay, awesome. We'll say uh, right near.